Hello, hello, hello. I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is All That Matters. Coming to you on Halloween and All Hallows' Eve. What is All Hallows' Eve, and what is it all about this day, this unusual day? Hallow's Eve falls on 31st of October each year and is the day before All Hallow's Day, also known as All Saints Day in the Christian calendar. Do you know about that? I'll tell you about that and share a very special poem in just a moment. First of all, greetings to all. I'm returning from travels in Scotland and in England and in Belgium and gathered some wonderful new experiences to share with you over the coming weeks and some insights. I thank you once again for going to jangoldstein.com, checking out not only this podcast, uh, which is now playing globally, but also for checking out my books, my works of fiction and nonfiction, and for telling others about this podcast. And I urge you all to please share it with someone this week. I'm hoping that more and more people will think about what matters, all that matters, and find the things in life by just reframing them a little bit and finding that life can be this good. And... um And we could all use that message, I know, each and every week. And we come to you each and every week, every Monday, uh, a new podcast. And thank you once again for listening. You know, the church traditionally held a vigil on Al Hallow's Eve when worshipers would prepare themselves with prayers and fasting prior to the feast day itself. But Catholics might even inscribe the names of their loved ones in the Book of the Dead in some parts of the world. Other rituals on this day include celebrating a Mass of Remembrance for those who've died in the past year and visiting family gravesites. Halloween may now be, of course, a secular affair dominated by candy and costumes and trick-or-treating, but the holiday itself Uh, we may not know, or many of us may not know, is rooted in an annual Celtic pagan festival uh, called Samhain. It was later appropriated by the early Catholic Church some 1,200 years ago. The church traditionally held a vigil on All Hallows' Eve when worshipers would prepare themselves with prayers, and the name derives from the Old English hallowed, meaning holy or sanctified. And that became, that morphed into the name of Halloween, the hallow, the holy Eve. You know, in the early 7th century, it was Pope Boniface IV who uh, consecrated the Pantheon in Rome. And that was formerly a temple to all the gods. And the church dedicated to St. Mary and the martyrs and ordered that May 13th should be celebrated every year. Later, it became All Saints Day, a day to honor all the saints. And urged on by Pope Urban IV, a day specifically to honor those saints who didn't have their own day set aside in the uh, in the church's calendar. 
many believe the early church missionaries chose to have a festival at this time of year in a way absorbing existing native pagan practices into Christianity, making it easier for converts who were used to those old festivals. There's even a letter by Pope Gregory I sent to Bishop Melitus in the 6th century in which he suggested that existing places of non-Christian worship be adopted and consecrated, hallowed, to serve a Christian purpose. And that is often used as supporting evidence of the way in which pagan holidays or pagan places were then brought into the Christian world and rededicated to that purpose of Christianity. In the 8th century, on the 1st of November, Pope Gregory III dedicated a chapel to all the saints in St. Peter's Basilica in Rome, and Gregory IV made the festival universal throughout the church. 1st of November later became All Saints Day, therefore October 31st being All Saints Eve or All Hallows Eve. We all, of course, know about ghosts but perhaps not necessarily the ghosts connected with the secular Halloween that we have today, or even the demons that some believed within the church were let loose on this eve and that it was the saints who would protect you. But we have ghosts all the same. People, places, experiences, mistakes, regrets metaphorical apparitions that haunt us. The question really is, how do we face our ghosts? How do we how do we confront them? How do we combat them? How do we release their hold on us and allow ourselves to grow? literally freeing ourselves from ghosts that we have allowed to take up residence within us for what, a year, years, a lifetime? Things that go bump in the night that wake us, that remind us of something in our past that has not yet left us, that has not yet left its hold on us and torments us still. Realities that inhabit our heart and they refuse to let us forget. Sometimes these ghosts are deceased loved ones. We still hear their voices, but not in a loving way. We hear recrimination or we hear something, some interaction that haunts us still. They could be former friends or family members. They could be people we've hurt or treated unfairly, people who've hurt us. Something we should have done but didn't. Something we shouldn't have done but did. It could be the ghost of a lost love or of a experience in the war or some assault, some 
hurtful deed. It could be a place we resided in a house or some special place whose memory grapples with our existence and holds us to one place, doesn't allow us to move on. It could be a decision that was unwise or words that we spoke that we wish we hadn't. And that recrimination, that self-recrimination is locked inside of us, some ghost of the past, refusing to leave. It could be lies we've told or lies of omission. It could be a truth that we kept from speaking, even now. All of these ghosts from our past take up residence within our minds and within our hearts. And we must find a way to free ourselves. We have that opportunity. And this day simply reminds us that we are not saints, but we are indeed profoundly human and capable of change and capable of choice. You know, Alan Shapiro, the poet, was a finalist for the 2013 Griffin Poetry Prize and the National Book Award. He wrote a poem about what ghosts we may carry around, and it may surprise you, the kinds of memory that may indeed turn from joy to ghost-like. His poem is entitled The Haunting. It may not be the ghostly ballet of our avoidances that they'll remember, nor the long sulks of those last months, nor the voices chilly with all the anger we were careful mostly not to show in front of them, nor anything at all that made our choice to live apart seem to us both not only unavoidable, but good, but just. No, what I think will haunt them is precisely what we've chosen to forget. Those two infrequent, though even toward the end still possible, moments when the children upstairs, the dinner cooking, one of us would all at once start humming an old tune and we dance as if we did so always in a swoon of gliding all through the house, across the kitchen. Down the hall and back, we'd sway together. We'd twirl, we'd dip and cha-cha, and the children would hear us and be helpless not to come running down to burrow in between us into the center of the dance that now, I think, will haunt them for the very joy itself, for joy that was for them, for all of us together, something better than joy. And yet, for you and me, ourselves, alone, apart, still not enough.
a poem, The Haunting, about what might haunt our children from joys that they knew in the past. That might be us, that might be our children, that might be others. But I ask you, do you have joys from your past that haunt you? Joys that are there no longer, regrets, mistakes, missed opportunities. Because it's important for us all to remind ourselves that the past does not equal the future. And that we can choose how to remember and what ghosts we are willing to carry within us and those we refuse entry. In fact, those we banish from our existence. You no longer have power over me. We have that power to say and to enact. Sometimes it takes a good therapist or a friend or feeding our souls with art and new experiences. But we make that choice. And when we remember it, when we claim it, we come to know that, yes, life can be this good. And that is what matters. Until next week, I'm Jan Goldstein. And this, well, this is all that matters. <laughs>